It's all here. A no-hitter. Grand slam. Have all the fun you want. Every moment. Every game. Make sure you guys tune in. Catch the White Sox only on NBC Sports Chicago. Everybody, it's Chuck Garfine. Welcome to the White Sox Talk Podcast, brought to you as always by our friends at Wintrust. Okay, the White Sox have been hit with a slew of injuries this season, specifically hamstring injuries. Adam Engel, Tim Anderson, Billy Hamilton, and now Nick Madrigal, who's been placed on the 60-day injured list with a torn hamstring. He might need season-ending surgery. So what now? What's next for the White Sox? It's second base. How do they fill the void left by Madrigal? And who's on the trade market? Who could they possibly acquire? Well, there's already an interesting rumor out there. We're going to talk about that. And might there be some encouraging news on Aloy Jimenez and Luis Robert coming back this season? So we got this and more with Ryan McGuffey, who's going to join me coming your way on the White Sox Talk Podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Wintrust, we know true fans show their team pride every chance they get. With White Sox checking, you'll score a Sox debit card. Plus, you'll get a special offer when you open online today at wintrust.com slash Sox Talk. $100 required to open. Member FDIC. White Sox! White Sox! Go! Go! White Sox! That ball hit deep way back! has put the White Sox ahead. Jimenez leaves the ballpark. You can put it on the board. Yes. We got a chance to do something real special. All right, sit back, relax, and strap it down. It's time for the White Sox Talk Podcast. All right, Ryan McGuffey. We're doing way too many of these uh, podcasts, these injury podcasts. And here's the latest with Nick Madrigal. I mean, he might need season-ending surgery. Rakan said they'll know in about a week, but this is where the White Sox are at. I'll say this. This is quite the resilient team, and they're going to have to be resilient yet again because it's looking like he's probably not going to be back, and if he is, it's not going to be for a while. Yeah, I mean, in this case, reading between the tea leaves, they're very focused, and Rick was very focused on, on Nick Madrigal. This is not a White Sox they're not rushed. They're not going to rush Nick Magical back for the best interest of the White Sox because the best interest of the White Sox is getting Nick Magical healthy. And at some point, when you have injuries like this pile up, time isn't your friend. You know, in in, in the Lois uh, case, it was. In Robert's case, it probably is a little bit. Um, but as, as these catastrophic injuries happen, and we're mid, almost mid June. Uh, it's. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Nick Madrigal back in a White Sox uniform. And, and, and you know, if there's any solace in it, and it's a weird thing to feel, 
is that it's not just a White Sox problem. It's definitely a baseball problem. These soft tissue injuries. The only thing from a White Sox standpoint that's a problem is that the three names that have had these big blows um, are guys that the White Sox have, have planned to build around for the next five to seven years. Yeah, it's awful for Nick. I feel terrible for him. I just did an interview with him yesterday yeah. before the game, which was going to be on the podcast, and then he gets hurt. So it's it's not going to be a doomsday situation for him. He'll be back. And if it's next year, okay. Um, but I also, hearing Rick Hahn talk, it sounds like it's all hands on deck, obviously. But And when I mean that, it's this front office is probably going to be pretty aggressive before the trade deadline to make sure that they've got uh, what is needed to finish this thing. And if they feel like they need to upgrade, as I'm reading between the tea leaves myself, if they need to upgrade at second base before the deadline, they're going to do it. Is that kind of what you're feeling? I'm feeling this Chuck, and I'm going to use one of your old uh, references uh, a couple months ago. You know, if this is your window and let's white Sox windows open, right? Wide open. And so let's, let's, if you want to just make it easy and say five years, this is 20% of their window. You have said that. I thought it was a really good analogy a while back. And it's a really good perspective because, you know, when you have a situation, I, the, the question the White Sox front office has to answer is simple. Are you good enough to win the World Series today? And honestly, Chuck, today, the White Sox are good enough to win the World Series in, despite all of these injuries. Look at their pitch. Their pitching is obviously good enough. Their bullpen, they could, they, they certainly could use maybe an upgrade in a, in a spot or two there. I'm with you. I think it. they're not necessarily maybe looking to plug vacancies because of these three injuries. They have to see for sure, you know, if they feel pretty confident they're getting Aloya Menace back eight, August 15th, that's like adding about as good of a player as you can add at the deadline. If they get one of those two guys back, it's a blessing. If they get both back, think about that spark plug as they head into that final six to eight week stretch. So I, I agree with you. I, I think if if there's a reason to acquire a second baseman, great. If but it is it does it make sense on trying to fit what they're trying to the goal, and that's winning the World Series. And as it stands, despite those three catastrophic injuries three that I can't remember in a season in the last 20 years that, that, that jumps off like this, that they still can win the World Series, then I think they're going to do everything in their power to make sure they can. Yeah. As I'm s talking to you, I'm thinking this, that the Sox have had enough depth. Enough! <laughs> but can Danny Mendick and Larry Garcia fill the void at second base? Maybe. Maybe he's not good enough. Maybe he's not good no. enough. So... You know, I think they have to see what's out there. And this was an interesting tweet sent out by Jim Bowden, who tweeted this soon after the Madrigal news. He said, with the White Sox having to put Nick Madrigal on the 60-day IL, rumors already starting on possible interest in the P Pirates' Adam Frazier, which makes sense. So, Guff, you and I look at this tweet immediately almost at the same time and we immediately check out adam frazier we know who he is but we didn't really know exactly what he was doing oh uh can we trade for adam frazier please <laughs> he leads the national league in hits and doubles he's slashing three he's the major leagues he's the, the major, major leagues? leagues oh man yeah 329 yeah. 392 his on-base percentage and he's slugging 468 
he's under contract this season and next season. And he's lefty. Here's what I love. What I love about him more than anything is he's versatile. And right now, if the White Sox need anything, it's versatility. He plays out. He plays in the outfield. He plays a little bit of third. He plays second. And right now, with the White Sox as banged up as they've been, they've been able to survive because of some of the guys who are versatile, the Larry Garcias, the uh, Andrew Vaughn. I mean, Andrew Vaughn's name. Like, think about the versatility that he has provided the White Sox. So, even Danny Mendick. Danny Mendick was making starts in right field. I think Adam Frazier makes a ton of sense. I think Rick Hahn was asked the question about, you know, how does an acquisition affect what you're trying to do long-term? And he said, you know, we'll cross that bridge. If we're getting a guy with control, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I think it was the, the right way and the good answer to handle the, the perfect answer to handle the situation. We'll see what it's going to take. I don't think it's going to take a whole hell of a lot to, to, to draw Adam Frazier, even though he is coming with an extra year of control, but that is the type of player, Chuck. I think when we saw that tweet, we're like, yeah. I mean, I know there's a lot of people in White Sox Twitter, at Kettle Marte, you know, he. there was somebody, uh, I think I saw that tweet go out there. But, you know, when you start talking about guys like Marte who have team control through 2024, that's a player that the Diamondbacks who are god-awful and fired some of their coaching staff as we tape this and are going to maybe be historically bad. Guy like, why would they trade him unless they're getting just completely overwhelmed? They have them under contract, team-friendly deal. So you got to balance what the White Sox are doing right now and what they're doing in the future. Would Marte make a lot of like? Would he be a good fit for the Sox? Sure. Does he fit the contractual like long-term, short-term status of the Sox? I don't. I don't quite think so. Adam Frazier is a guy that might. I'm sorry, I wasn't really paying attention to what you were saying because I'm salivating looking at Adam <laughs> Frazier's baseball reference page. All right, I'll share some stats with you. First off, runners in scoring position this year. He's batting 425, 425, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there's so much more. In April, he batted 299, May 360, June so far 310. This guy is so consistent. At home, he's batting 331. On the road, 327. Against righties, 327. Against lefties, 333. <laughs> and we know where the Pirates, you know, we know what the Pirates are doing. I mean, the one thing about a guy like the White Sox aren't going to act in desperation because quite frankly, they don't have to, you know, Rick was, Rick even said, you know, you can always say no. And if a team's trying to fleece Rick on the White Sox right now, like that'll be the easiest hangup of all time. The White Sox are in a prime position. They have a four game lead in the central as we tape this and they're, the, the long-term goal and the short-term goal have, haven't changed in the, over the course of 24 hours. But the White Sox ability to make a trade that they could have, they could have added a guy like Adam Frazier, even with Nick Madrigal. And the, the thing I like about Adam Frazier or, or any trade like Adam Frazier or anybody else is that the White Sox kind of dictate when they want to make the deal. I don't think it's the other way around. So if they feel like they need to go out and make a trade like this right now, and the pirates are going to be asking for, you know, the farm, then you either move on, call some other teams, or you wait. And I think the White Sox are in a good position where they can't afford to wait. Yeah, well, the Pirates are, like they have been for the last decade, rebuilding. And when we say Adam Frazier and he's got a year left on his deal after this season, we're not saying, oh, he's going to be the new second baseman. No. What Rick was saying was, you know, we are fully committed and fully expect Nick Madrigal to be back and be the second baseman. But what you can do is you can have Frazier 
say, play right field or left field or whatever. You cross that bridge when you come to it. They're trying to win a World Series. And if that's the answer, if they believe that Adam Frazier is the answer in, in whatever it's going to be, second base this year and who knows for next year, they're going to do it. So the other piece of news, unless you want to – you have anything more on this, Guff, or you want to move on? Well, I mean, adding a guy with a year of control – is it really, you don't really look at that player because you have a lot of like Larry Garcia is a free agent after the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like you have one of your versatile options who's a free agent and then you add a guy who with versatile options and like that allows you to have options. That's the best part of like adding guys with control. That's why Rick said cross the bridge when you come to it. The White Sox are going to have plenty of decisions to make in the off season and they're going to be getting plenty of guys back too. So yeah, I, I it's a catastrophic injury. And you mentioned, I feel terrible for Nick Madrigal, especially because of what he, it looked like he was really molding into the player that the White Sox and all of us kind of thought he was going to be both offensively and defensively. And then this happens. It's just a, it's a blow. He was leading the team in hits, leading the team in hits and oftentimes batting ninth and was doing that. And so uh, I think we're all kind of accustomed to at this point, move on. And I, I'm not trying to move on from Nick Madrigal, but we've been down this road so many times. It's like, you really have to turn the page like the players have to and be like, okay, who's, who's in the clubhouse right now? Who's in the dugout? These are our guys. And, you know, if I'm focusing a lot on Adam Frazier, whoever they're going to potentially get to uh, add at second base, that's just because that's what the front office is trying to do right now, probably try to figure out what they're going to do. So the other piece of news from Rick that was interesting is he hasn't given us an official update on Jimenez or Robert. That's probably a couple of weeks away still, but he said that, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but they remain optimistic that either of them or both of them could return this year. Now, is that what you heard from what Rick was saying? Yeah, really no reason for Rick to say anything else uh, other than being optimistic because what's the point of floating any kind of date at this point when you know behind closed doors what your internal dates are? And it's like, let's hit those benchmarks before we start saying possible baseball, like baseball activities and then rehab assignments. And I think once that map is ironed out, then the excitement and the anticipation really starts to build. And that's another reason why I feel like you know, it's, it's, it stinks that this is where they're at with another injury, but, you know, you add one or both of these guys and, you know, I don't want to face this team in the playoffs. And I, the fact that he uses the word optimistic, like this, this is a, a possible thing. And I kind of want to read some Vinny Duber tweets because Vinny was uh, all over uh, this story. I was prepping for a pregame show <laughs> when, when, uh, uh, when Rick was talking. So I want to make sure I'm getting all the news out about what he said. So here is the tweet, the tweet from, Vinny. Rick Hahn says the Sox remain optimistic on both Aloy Jimenez and Luis Robert returning at some point this season. Still no specific timetables as they continue to progress in recovery mode. So there's progress. I think, I think Rick, yeah, progress. I mean, look, their optimism on those two players kind of dictates what they do at the deadline. If you really believe if there's no setbacks, I mean, look, by then baseball activities will have commenced at least for one of them, if not both. And they're going to have a really good feeling. Like if, if there's anything that was good about those two injuries is that the timing of the injury. So 
again, as I said, if you were to add one and or both of those guys to the team for this for that last two months or last six weeks, even the last months of the season and the postseason, you don't. I mean, the, you're talking about supplementing supplemental additions. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not talking about well, we got who are the biggest names and let's go try to get them all and add them to this mix. No, you're you're talking about bringing two of the biggest possible names you could to the team. And then figuring out the holes you need to plug to continue your goal of winning the World Series in 2021. And the other piece of information, injury-wise, is Michael Kopech. And Han said uh, he will resume throwing sidelines in the coming days, possibly have a sim game in the near future. And Han said uh, they want to see how those go before deciding if Kopech will go on a rehab assignment or if he can get enough work done here with the big league club and just be able to activate him here. So he could be back in the near future and that will be a huge, huge plus. And we're looking at this team that has been in first place for over a month and the trade deadline is going to start heating up around the 4th of July. We'll see where the White Sox are at that point, but uh, this is a team prepared and seems destined for the playoffs, knock on wood, and it'll be interesting to see what kind of moves are going to get made. When the Sox have been in this position, to potentially get to the playoffs, they have been uber aggressive. And I foresee that happening. Do you agree? Um, yeah, I do. To to at, at what cost I think the White Sox would I, I think the White Sox still remain in the driver's seat. I really I I and driver's seat for I, what? I, I think they'll did just kind of how everything goes down over the next six weeks up leading up to the trade you mean, deadline. So you see driver's think, seat, driver's seat in terms of uh, the trade market or the, the, the division. What do you mean? Uh, the trade I'm looking specifically at how the trade markets handle, how they are like, they're still going to go in as the attacker. You know what I mean? They're not going in as like this, this team showing weakness and leaking oil. And that feels desperate that they need to pull into the closest gas station. I think that they are a team that has a, they're on a mission they see what's going around, around on around the league. There are teams with major flaws, major injuries, including, you know, I said this earlier on the radio, like I think a fan base and, 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 and those of us who cover a team, sometimes we have tunnel vision. So you, you don't necessarily know what's going on with every team, but if you actually turn the page and start looking around each division and start looking at the players and the names on the ILs for these teams, this thing is a baseball problem not just the White Sox problem, even though the names are big. So I do think because of that, like, look at the Dodgers. Like, are, are the Dodgers right now, do you feel like super strong? You could say without, with, with completely definitive that they're the World Series favorite. No, but my concern is are. that there's so many teams that are decimated by injuries that there, there might be some competition to get Adam Frazier and competition to get, player X and Y and Z because the guys who are in it, they're going to be like, okay, we're missing a left fielder and a catcher and a starting pitcher. And we need to get some help. Yeah. Well, so. let me ask you a question. Do any of those teams have got potential guys like Eloy Jimenez or Luis Robert coming back? You know, like the angels right. have Mike Trout coming back at some point, but they're so far up the track. It's probably not going to matter. Yeah. The best player in baseball, but they're, they're, they're chasing so much that it doesn't matter. The captain of this ship, the VIP section of the plane, all of that is about the starting rotation. Yeah. And as long as that starting rotation is intact, this team can stay afloat and get to the postseason. And right now, they're, that's, that's going to be the story for the 2021 White Sox, how they've been able to maintain 
and withstand big injuries because of what's going on one through five in their rotation. And if that were to take a hit, this is a completely different story. Yeah. Well, the Twins have been decimated by injuries, just like the White Sox. They're in last place. White Sox are in first. That's a wrap for this edition of the White Sox Talk podcast brought to you by Wintrust, your home for White Sox. Checking with free ATMs nationwide. Go to your special White Sox webpage, www.wintrust.com slash Sox. Chuckmanator. What's that all about? Why are you showing me that? I think I'm sitting in a conference room that you and Ozzy had just. Oh, yeah. Ozzy, Ozzy likes to call you me the, the Chuckmanator. <laughs> Chuckinate. <laughs> That's... That's my nickname, one of many this is my, that Ozzy gives this me. Is my, this is my version, of, my version of so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> Chuck Minator signing off. Hawk Harrelson, take it away. Thanks, our Chuck. And this edition of the White Sox Talk Podcast is over. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois.